Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me as always is my good friend, Will. How you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Huh. I didn't expect that much enthusiasm, to be honest. Woo! <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What do you got, buddy? Tonight, I am partaking in a nice 22-ouncer of... Stella Artois. Oh. And since we have a camera, you can hold up to the camera. Exactly. Belgium Zone, Stella Artois. Belgium Zone. Which means star, star. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. Star, star. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like naming something Laguna Lake. Yeah. Well, we, we've had this conversation. We have. But some people, you know, and, and a lot of podcasters say, always assume it's everybody's first episode. Right? True. Most people don't know that we got our start together in san luis obispo we did which why has we a, have why we, we have the name of the show we have it is do with san luis obispo right but laguna lake is a place in san luis obispo yeah san luis obispo has a knack for naming things um doubly dumbly like we have laguna lake you have moro rock what the hell's up with that does that mean rock rock yeah hmm, quest grade oh yeah grade grade yeah <laughs> well they just want to make sure they got the point across good point Anyway, man, I am I am very excited about tonight. You know why? Yeah, because you're holding a really crappy beer I did not like. Okay, so now I can't say how good it is because everybody's going to think it's crappy. No, because everybody knows that you have a totally different taste in beer than and I do. And you have a poor taste in beer. So uh, I am wow. drinking, uh, I found this little butte over at, uh, and I'm a big Sierra Nevada fan. I you mean, are. Obviously. Um, but they did a... Uh, a year or so ago, they did um, a tropical IPA for their spring seasonal deal, their spring beer camp thing. Yeah. Right. And right now they're doing uh, a different one, but and which I had the other day. Uh, but right now I just found this tropical IPA. Yeah. Well, it's a tropical torpedo, and I'm not a big fan of the torpedo original. Yeah. But I love torpedo. Oh, that's, I know. That's you like do. my drink. It's, a, it's your favorite. Yeah. So here we are. And so tropical just you know makes it extra citrusy. It's it's a little more refreshing. It is a little bit more refreshing. Not as bitter. It's still pretty bitter. Mm. You say things and I say things. <laughs> well, that's normally how a two-person podcast works. Indeed. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitch, and YouTube. That's a lot of ands. It is a lot of ands. I'm getting used, oh, to, and, and I'm getting used to the extra ones. I said Google+. Plus. Did you? Did I say Google Play? No, I'm not there yet. Oh, sorry. You're messing me up. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm at Darth Pubs on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. There it is. There we go. Um, so take the time. Please give us positive ratings on those. And if you see us on those social medias, uh, give us a little tweet or a re-share, whatever you call it. You know, and on, honestly, just do an old-fashioned word of mouth and let people know that we're here on Twitch because we yeah, are dude. We, we're just talking about it over our regular Thursday dinner, and uh, mm -hmm. we are really enjoying doing this uh, live stream thing, and it's uh, giving a whole new dynamic. It's bringing new, uh, new life into us. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it, but here's the thing. People don't talk anymore. It's 2017. Um, you and I... Uh, we're talking right now. back and forth from the one room away. That's true. 
My wife and I are even worse. Uh, we text <laughs> in the same room sometimes. So, I mean, word of mouth is great, but social media is better. Mm. No, social media is more effective. There you go. There we go. All right. So we have the timestamps in the show notes as we always do. Um, if you're not a Swotor fan, um, and you're, and you're not listening to this live, you can jump past, uh, this next section. We don't have a ton today. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to go pretty quick, I think. I think so too. And, um, also, excuse me. Thanks for everybody who is in the chat room. We have a few folks in there. So, uh, I'm glad you can hear us now. We had some technical difficulties in the beginning of the show. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mox, for saying you can hear us. That's, that means a lot to us. Um, and so here we are. And one thing I want to say before we get really into, well, we should do the Swotor stuff, huh? Cause this is technically Swotor, right? It is Swotor. And I, I would just like to say thank you, Mox, for recognizing that oh, Marshall's thanks. wife is prettier than I am. But mm-hmm. as long as you realize that I'm prettier than Marshall. You know, they have cameras now, right? Damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Uh, or am I? I'm so pretty. <laughs> you're, you're gorgeous. All right, man. So let's, uh, let's get into Swotor, man, because we have a couple fun things to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Should I play the right bumper this time? You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Anyway, here we are. Um, we're in the SWOTOR section, man. And at the top of the show, I want to put out there, we are going to run our hashtag SWOTOR superhero contest throughout the month of February. Yeah. And I would like to say a big thanks to, uh, to Jam. She sent in a great one already. Oh my God. It was amazing. Um, should we say what it was? No, I feel like it's spoiling it. It's spoiling a little bit. Let's yeah. just, there's some competition out there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so here's the thing. You got to bring your game. We should explain what we're doing. Um, and we should promote it better. Absolutely. We should be tweeting more, but we we're should. not. And maybe the Guild website, maybe JT will allow it. We'll maybe see. JT will hook us up. We'll talk. Uh, but the point is, is that, um, what we like to see is some people like to dress their Sword Tour tunes as their favorite fandoms. Yes, right? they do. And I've seen some really cool stuff out there. I've seen some tunes that look like the Hulk. I've seen some tunes that look like, you know, Captain Marvel and stuff I've like that. I've seen a lot of good Doctor tunes. Oh yeah. The Doctors are good. Um, oh, some good doctor news later. Oh, I know we do. Excited. Yeah, we do. Um, so anyway, uh, what we'd like to see is please tweet us, uh, hashtag, uh, Sortor Superhero, or you can email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and send us your pick and of your Sortor tune dressed as your favorite fandom. And <laughs> we will, we have some really cool prizes. I have a Funko box. Yes, you do. It's a smuggler's bounty with some really badass stuff in it. Um, my wife, uh, and I own a socks shop. And we have some cool Star Wars socks that very cool, are up very for, um, up for a prize. And then we also have, uh, some sub time and some, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We got lots of cool stuff given to us on, uh, from- wait, what do we have? Sub time and 450 cartel coins. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. From, Pretty much everybody uh, will get a prize at this point. Yeah. <laughs> because we haven't got a lot of entries. You're not supposed to say that. No, we haven't got enough. That's uh, a good point. We haven't okay. got enough entries. And we'll have to, we have to, uh, bribe Mox to get onto the, uh, the guild website. So, uh, let's see. Cartel coins? No. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave the awkward silence for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to let him think about it. Hmm. All right, let's move on. Moving on. All right, so what did you do in in game this week, my friend? You know, actually, I did not get to play at all this week until this afternoon. I finally had a little free time. Uh, 
uh, after work and I played for about 20 minutes mm. and uh, it was basically me just getting on the GTN and buying all the mounts, pets, titles, and emotes that were dropped out of the most recent cartel box or crates. Oh, yeah. And, or the packs and the people sell and it's usually cheaper right after the Super pack cheap. because everybody, so I got, you know, for like, I don't know, a total of six or seven hundred thousand credits, I got I don't know, like a total of forty things. Nice dude. Yeah, so it's really cool. And then I finally bit the bullet and uh went into Legacy and purchased uh all five upgrades on command experience. Yeah. I did that too. <laughs> yeah, and that was a total of about what, about two million creds? It's more than that, it's I think. It's six mil it's six hundred, four hundred I think those last it's two about, yeah, it's about one and a half to two. Well, the la- one of the last ones is like 1.5 mil. Oh, it is one and then 1.5. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, it's like two and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I did the same thing. I did it after the fact, though, um, of course, when I was doing some stuff in game. But I'll get to my stuff here in a minute. But, yeah, I didn't get to play it too much. Do you have anything else you did? Um, no, that was it. And as Mox points out, 20 minutes not does not constitute playing. <laughs> uh, it was more of maintenance. If yeah. you will, because I actually didn't leave my no, 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 no. It's playing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't leave my stronghold. <laughs> yeah, you blew it. But it's cool. Um, I didn't do too much ex- except for Wog, which I'm loving that I'm back in doing and back in doing. What did I say? What happened? No, but uh, evidently JT wants to cosplay as a Powerpuff Girl. Oh, by the gods, do it. It's got to be Buttercup. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, Buttercup's okay. I, I was a. Uh, uh, I like Powerpuff Girls. Okay, moving on. Uh, I personally, uh, didn't do much outside of WOG. I did tank EV <laughs> this week. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier, it was a fairly smooth run, but it was EV, right? Boys? Okay. Uh, <laughs> cause I, I have some memory lapse issues. So what I was telling Will earlier at dinner is that after, um, I got an invitation to play a little uprising. And I have very little memory of the uprising, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I had a few beers during WOG and then I was super tired and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll play the uprising. And then like halfway through, I was like fading in and out to the point to where did you, did you uh, die at the bottom of an elevator no, shaft? No, I again? didn't die at the bottom of an elevator shaft, but I, I feel like the uprising should have taken a lot less time than it did. <laughs> did you lead people into lava? <laughs> no, but I've done all those things. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing up my demons. Of course. I appreciate that. Um, but I had a really good time. Um, I would like to play more uprisings, but I don't want to do it pug wise. I would really like to just, you know, get some folks together and do it because that was a lot of fun. I did get my Merc to 70, oh, which is what nice. I was working on as well. And I did some heroics in my main, but other than that, that's about it. I was trying to farm some CXP. I bought the boost as well. I also, um, bought the regular, uh, consumable boosts on the GTN just because I had some cartel coins. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like that there's a little extra gain, but I still think, and I'm, and we'll talk more about it in a minute, but I, I would like all that stuff to come a whole lot faster. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, anything else before we get to news? Uh, no, moving on. All right. So there was an exploit again. Shocking, right? Should we talk about it? Uh, no, I'm just pointing out the fact that Mox just started a new hashtag called Harass Will. Oh, to, that's to give me the to, hashtag I can get behind. To wog. And, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, he was talking smack about would, you the other I would night. Be, yeah, I, I would be so willing to wog more often if somebody wants to pay for better Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have, you'll just have to come over to my Cause house. Because where, where I live, my, my FPS usually hovers about 12 to 15. That's, that sucks. So you ready? Yeah, ready. What's right. the exploit? Uh, so there was an exploit. 
And apparently what was happening is there was an issue when someone in certain zones, and they were very vague, complete a mission and hit the accept button to complete it. They would receive the rewards, but the mission wouldn't actually complete. So they could like keep doing it and uh, getting those rewards. Okay. I will. Okay. This is really funny. <laughs> That's actually a very similar exploit. <laughs> That's a very similar exploit to another game I play. Um, uh, I, a mobile game I play is uh, Disney's Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And it's very much, uh, you know, like a, not a world builder, but it's very much like the uh, Marvel. Well, I played it. It's good. Yeah. The Avengers Academy and the Family Guy Quest for Stuff game. Um, so I play that and they had an exploit. Uh, when the uh, Frozen event first started, I think. So back at the beginning of winter. And uh, if you finished a, there was a certain quest. And if you did it, even though it had a, a timer of like four hours, it right. finished it automatically. <laughs> and there was like 20 things you need to get. So you could farm it 20 times to get all 20. Oh, my God. And it just, it, tur- it turns out it was an exploit that everybody had. Right. And they just said, cool. Not only did we make the mistake, you get those things. <laughs> Plus, we're going to give you extra stuff because we screwed up. Well, and I'm glad you said that because, uh, so of course, it, fortunately, it seemed like they, they brought the service down pretty quick. They, um, they tried to fix it pretty quick and they kind of came out and said thank you to the, everybody who noticed it and reported it right away. Right. So there's that. Then let's, uh, bring up this other bad boy here. Yeah. The one big difference is that the stuff that you gained from the Disney's Magic Kingdom uh, exploit mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, uh, didn't have any intrinsic value. You couldn't use it on anything else. Right. It was only to unlock a certain character. Right. So they said, um, last note for the exploit. We believe that the issue was resolved at this point. However, uh, they're very tricky. So if you notice anything else, uh, going forward, let me know. Um, uh, and the other thing is, I, it, from what I understood is they didn't, uh, people who did it egregiously obviously were going to get punished. Right. But, it, it seemed like they were they were kind of a, not okay with it, but they caught it fast enough to where people were were being very cool about it. What was kind of funny was that they said uh, some people said, "Hey, can the people who reported it that weren't doing it can we get a little bit of love? You know, yeah, like something a little kickback." And uh, you know, they said that's a good idea for the future, maybe. But like, honestly, you should be behaving nicely in the game all the time, exactly kind of thing. So anyway. Um, basically don't be a dick. Well, and there are a lot of them out there. <laughs> Figuratively. Literally. Yeah. Have you, do you, you, I know you don't watch at midnight because for some reason it makes you tense. It's, it's stressful. Even though it's all pretty, it's anyways. super stressful. Anyways. Since, uh, I have weird things, dude. Don't yeah. For started. like the last four months, uh, Chris Hardwick has entered it with be nice. God damn it. <laughs> That's how he ends the show. No, I like that. I, and I think it's important. Um, okay. So back to news. Uh, so a couple people came out or one person came out and said, there's a question, um, about will the operation, cause we talked about last week with the live stream. Yes. Right. There's going to be a new operation and they yes. didn't, they weren't specific when they said eight to 16 men. Right. Was it going to be eight or 16 men? Good point. Um, because and, most people were focusing on the solo boss. And in fact, when soul boss, soul boss. And when Eric saw this, he was like, Oh crap, I'll get back to you. And then it turns out, yes, it is going to be eight and 16 men, which is pretty Good. cool. Um, there were it at least it gives you another, uh, another tier of difficulty. Indeed. Um, and there were a couple of things. Okay. So another person posted, I'm basically going through some of the forum posts here. Um, and, so there was a companion question. Okay. And the main question was, uh, which one is the trooper? 
chick. Alara Dorn. Yeah. So she's coming back in the, in, in right. the next thing. And so if you romanced her, what's that going to look like with the story exactly, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff? So, um, Eric said, um, there's some complicated questions here, but he's going to answer some of it. You'll get the answer out before 5.2. So he says the choice you make in 5.2 will not impact uh, the companions you already have, which okay. is one thing. And then he said, yes, the warriors and troopers will be able to continue their romance with the with the companions that are coming, which is important. Right. right? Um, so, however, note that there is a possible that some of your past decisions will come back to impact your relationships, which I think is cool. Yeah, I mean, because because we're getting uh, Malavai Quinn back, right? Yes. And Quinn's coming back. Yeah, for those of you, for those that have done that that storyline you know there's a big moment near the end of that storyline that he's a big part of and how you react to that is obviously hopefully going to do what i'm really hoping for because this is as far as i know the first major well no it's not true because uh, couldn't you romance kaleo mm, it was hard to romance her i don't know yeah i did but like this was one that no oh, i think you could yeah I'm like someone's gonna correct us in a minute. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> I'm hoping that like the first thing Alara Dorn does is come up and slap you for not talking to her for not only the five years you were under, but the year that we've been back. But see, and I think that's what's what's interesting about uh, the time difference between you doing the original story quest and the next step is that there's all this time that goes by. Like, excuse me, you're the companion you freaking uh, romance could be married again. Could be. Anyway, it's a lot of time. It is, and because like, you're considered dead, absolutely. And I, I would also, you know, we're basically Tom Hanks on Castaway. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that uh, both JT and Mox are making a great point on how unpopular Quinn is as a companion. Indeed, because a lot of people want to kill him. Yeah, JT says Quinn is going to die by the masses, <laughs> and Mox says Quinn will be back for a few minutes. Airlock wishes. <laughs> I actually kind of I, well I didn't have I didn't have as much of a t- uh, hard time with Quinn and he'll he'll be all right. I really didn't like him because oh. I mean he wasn't my least favorite Indeed. companion. I mean I just hated Scorpio. I was so bummed when they really, really featured her. Yeah, I did not like her. You know as, we need to do we need to do a show where we we actually we air out our issues. Yeah, I just I really kind of like Scorpio. I really didn't like Scorpio. Well, you're not doing it right. Original. Hello, you're not, you're not what? Re- you're not really having a fun. Oh, I know I'm having a fun. <laughs> Anyway, so one of, you're having a nice warm glass. Shut the hell up. Okay, moving on. So uh, let's see where are we at here. Okay. Oh, credit spammers. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, credit spammers. I'm so sick of credit spammers. Well, and me too. And I, you know, we all get the emails. We all see the things in chat. I turned off general chat as much as I can. But um, the idea here is that they're still working on it. Um, it can be frustrating, they say, but keep reporting it, etc. I mean, there's really not much else they can do uh they're in every mmo uh it's just where they like to live yeah i i've always uh um reported them when they when they mail me um because i've always turned off general chat right um but now i've kind of left general chat on and i just don't pay attention to it but whenever the spammers spam general chat it's bold and you can tell it's there as soon as they do it i report it in chat too right no good i'm glad um, <laughs> there's some cool companion stuff going on in the chat right now. Yeah, I I think that'll be a cool companion roundtable. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a just a uh, companion an, love hate fest. No, it's gonna be a, a an FMK roundtable just on mass with all the companions. <laughs> all right, man. So real quick, uh, somebody was saying uh, the title of this was um, 
quality of gear in the crates is is the problem, not the quantity. Um, and this comes on the heels of them, which we'll get to in a second. Um, basically, saying they're trying to increase the amount of the how often we get command crates. Right. Right. Um, and people are saying, look, I'm getting command crates, but what I'm getting in the command crates is not very repetitive it's, and it's, not work. Yeah. I'm getting the same stuff. I'm, I'm getting greens. I'm getting all the stuff. Um, and so essentially, uh, Eric said, you know, the content of the crates is something they're looking into. Um, so keep the feedback coming. And I think th- this is a good point to kind of say a lot of the stuff that we're saying has been coming up quite a bit in the community and what's important is that we all keep giving our feedback and when i get to our discussion topic in a minute um that feedback will become crucial but it's it's super important that we keep especially the influencers and everybody else we have to keep saying what we want so that they can respond to it yeah talking about the the repetitiveness of of gear and, and drops and stuff like that um the first thing that popped into my mind is that you know i kind of get uh, when it comes to packs and, and command crates and, you know, chance cubes and all that stuff that you get in bulk like that, I just tend to accept it all and then deal with it later. But what I think, that, especially what they were, that they were pushing in the live stream right. is that they uh, really wanted to push the concept of disintegrating it and not accepting and selling. Well, so and- I think that's what they, they, they purposely designed it to have a more frequent repetitive nature. So you would force yourself to disintegrate, which would give you more command XP. Yeah. And I've disintegrated some stuff, but the point is, is people don't want to have to like be like, Oh, I got that already. Let me disintegrate it. They want, they want new stuff. Well, I understand that, but I think that instead of saying the way you did, I think they were hoping us, Oh, I already got that. Let me disintegrate it and get the CXP. And I, and I get it. And. Part of me, when I get something that I've got before, I'm like, okay, I can disintegrate that. I don't feel bad about it and I get a good chunk of CXP, but that CXP is a drop in the bucket compared to what I need to get to get to the next level, Absolutely. which is the, my inherent issue is that I'm just not getting them fast enough. The one thing I'm not that I think would make it a lot easier and much more feasible yeah. is that the command crate uh, listing, right? You know, with the place where you open it up. Uh, is not, uh, command stash. Yeah. The command stash. It's not legacy wide. So if you, which is ridiculous. Exactly. Cause, um, if you open it, you, you, you know, not everybody is going to remember everything that they've opened up and sent to another tune. Indeed. So if you made it legacy wide, then you can like, okay, leave it in there and then start cycle through with your tunes and be able to see, okay, I have it. I have it. And then it's your last tune. Go back to your main disintegrate. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, yeah. I'm with you. I think I, that would I think that would solve it. I think there are a lot of things that and they're seeing it now, obviously, but there are a lot of things with this system that they didn't think about or they weren't hundred percent sure on. They're like, hopefully this works, and now they have to now they have this task of uh making the command crates come faster. They have they're tasked with making what's in it worth it. And the grind worth it for alts. And it's a, it's a, it's a serious thing. And, and at the same time, ultimately what they come back to and, and when it goes, when it, when we're talking about with getting specific pieces, implementing the command tokens and all this other stuff, really all that means is they're going back to a similar system that they had before. Yeah. Which they were trying to simplify. So they, they, they tried to make it simpler. 
they had to go back on it, and now it's almost more complicated, which is super frustrating. No, I agree, but I I think in just thinking about it more in my head right now, I think the uh, the idea of opening it up to legacy uh, would actually increase increase the uh, probability of people actually playing their alt. Because you're, what you said was a great point. It's like, well, you know, why disintegrate it when the 100 CXP I'm going to get is a drop in the bucket of the 5,000 and right. you get or whatever. But imagine you have that and say so you have eight or nine things that are in your command stash. Yep. And then you go to your secondary alt and it's like, okay, well, they're on command level one or two. That 900 CXP right there is going to bump them up pretty quick. Yeah. And therefore, it's it's much more likely that you're going to be spreading that you're going to be using the command system for more tunes. Yeah. I hear you, man. I, I just, I, and we're going to talk uh, about some of the stuff we're talking about in just a second. Right. Um, I, I sectioned off some things into a discussion topic. So let's just get right to that. So there is a command gearing roadmap uh, coming this week. And unfortunately it, I should double check, but it didn't update as of before I left to go to have dinner with you it didn't update. And so essentially that's going to come tomorrow. The a couple things. So let me open this up so that we can talk about this real quick. Um, so one of the pre, so this is Eric, one of my previous posts highlighting, um, highlighted that beyond the changes we made in 5.1, there's, there's more coming by Friday of this week. I'm going to make a forum post highlighting a roadmap of map of changes that we can expect. Um, to address the feedback that, that we've put. So one of the things they want to say is greatly increase the rate, which we talked about, that you get command crates. Right. right? And looking at improvements they can make uh, to unassembled components and unassembled pieces and making gearing alt friendly. Right. Um, and this is this is just a preliminary list that he put up earlier in the week. This was um, uh, three days ago. Right. Right. Um, so then continuing the story, because, you know, I like stories. Yeah, um, you do. Okay. Uh, so somebody said, isn't that, wasn't that the goal of 5.1? And he said, really? Okay. That's a lot. So really the, <laughs> are you going to dance while I'm talking? What's happening? Uh, well, Mark said Q strip tease music. Mm. Oh, because he got half naked. Yeah. I'm, I got I'm just giving the fans what they want. Are you though? Are you? Uh, well, let's ask them. <laughs> fans. <laughs> oh my God. Are we giving you what you want? I don't think they're fans. They're just people we know that are in the chat room. <laughs> it's a very good prisoners. <laughs> People that are currently trapped in our chat room. All right. Can I say the things I'm going to say? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. Um, so the goal of 5.1 was really to solve the problem of going towards specific pieces. That was the goal of 5.1. Right, right exactly. Putting the co- tokens in there, um, the tokens for PPP and PVE and all that. So that was the goal of 5.1. Now, here we go. Yes. A lot of people are saying, well, if you have all these things coming down the pike, right? Absolutely. Why should I play now? Why, why would I, if, if you're going to double the rate that I'm going to get, this is like, okay, I, I, I look at it this way. If I know, cause I don't play a lot. If I know there are, uh, there's a double CXP weekend coming or a double XP weekend coming. Okay. And it's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Okay. Right? I know tomorrow starts double XP. Why would I log into a tune that I'm trying to level tonight? With me? Yeah, I'm with you. And and I, I know you don't play a lot and I, I'm just a player and I, I just like crush a lot. Smack right now. Oh. But, oh, you did not bring big pun into this. I did bring big pun into this. <laughs> uh, good good pull, dude. But I like that. I'm gonna you know, 
I'm I'm really sick of hearing this this question from from haters like that, right? You know what my haters? I'm, wow. I'm fine. I'm throwing the I'm throwing the gauntlet down. You know what? <laughs> Big pun and haters. Okay, you know what? I'm my answer to everybody that asks that question. I feel like you're getting worked up. I haven't read. And this I'm yet, looking at the, no. I'm just you're continue. ask the question again. Why should I play this game? Why no? Why should you play now? If you're let's say you're trying to grind CXP, why should you play now? If you know next week. They're gonna. It's gonna be twice as easy to get CXP because it is effing Star Wars. It's not a grind. <laughs> You're immersed in this universe. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's a game, not a job. It's a game, not a job, indeed. So, um, Eric said these are pretty gosh darn valid concerns. I don't think so. Well, he said that. I didn't read the original post. He said, um, <laughs> original post said he said I can stop playing now. Stop PvPing, whatever. So the point is, he says, uh, number one, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to go about this. So look, the point is, they're trying to come, they're trying to get, I almost said a weird thing. They're almost, they're trying to get these things implemented as fast as possible. So it's your choice if you like to not play until then, but their goal is to get it out as fast as possible. I think I said that without a lot of innuendo. Enjoy the tr- the 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 trip. Enjoy the ride, if you will. You're literally killing me. Okay. I am killing you. All right. So uh, one of the things they said about uh, the expediated uh, CXP gain, there are people out there that are grinding like crazy. Maybe some people that are in the 200 range or 300 range of CXP. I'm throwing that out there because I know some people in the chat room are. Um, the idea here is that um, let's say they half the time. So instead of getting a command create every hour, you're going to get every half hour, right? The people that are crazy about grinding it are going to get it faster than that no matter what. So they're just going to get it even faster. They are. And, and, you know, Mox the Moxes of the world. Exactly. And Mox makes a great point. Yeah. It's like, so when double CXP starts, you're already 10, ten command levels ahead. Indeed. Yep. So there we go. Um, so, uh, time frame for changes. Uh, let's, let's just jump into this. Really and actually, you know, really quick to wrap up that discussion, JT just made a great comment. Did he? Enjoy the game. Gear will come. Yeah, that's my philosophy. Yeah, well. I just don't, I just don't get to play. And thank you for that double entendre. No, I was talking to JT. You're welcome. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. So is there an ETA for these changes? Uh, people are sitting on the grind, blah, blah, blah. So Eric says the first set of changes will be likely next week with 5.1.1, which I'm guessing is going to be this, this coming Tuesday, which will be, I don't know, the eighth, something like that. Um, okay. and the second set of changes will be a few weeks later, likely the end of February with 5.1.2. Um, and they're working on the final details, but they're really hoping to get a post out today. And that was today, um, tomorrow at the latest. So it's going to be tomorrow because <laughs> it's not today. Are you dropping mics? Yes, I am. Cool. Last thing I want to talk about with Swotor, close PTS. That's happening. All right. And uh, did you get this memo? I did not. Mm. You're not reading your uh, Twitter chats, are you? Not as frequently <laughs> as I should. <laughs> I'm joking. So, uh, I'm not. Eric put out a post uh, talking about... Um, Close PTS. Right. And so the idea here is that he's looking out for raid groups that want to apply to be on the close PTS so that they can test the new boss. Right. And essentially what he's asking to do is for somebody to, uh, post, uh, uh, email him on his, on their raid team's behalf with their raid team names and 
all that stuff and to get approved, sign the NDA and attest Tithe, which we talked about last week. Exactly. Um, that first boss and on the closed PTS. Yeah. So. And this is a, a great way to, uh, uh, to get the raid groups that are concerned mm-hmm. in to try yeah. new content. I put my name in. Um, and, uh, and Wookiee Mistake, Unholy Alliance, I'm hoping I'll maybe be a strong alt because if it's not a Friday, it's hard for me to get on. Yeah. Um, but it, I would like to see, I would like to see how, uh, how we do, to be honest with you. Um, one of the things they said is you can't have any TOS violations. Um, in the beginning, that's what they said. They, they were very firm saying you can't have any TOS violations, but they came back, uh, I believe yesterday and basically said, look, here's the thing. If you have not had any TOS violations in the last year, you're still eligible. So that's kind of okay. cool for the people who, um, maybe have cooled off <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and didn't do their lame thing or whatever. So here we are. Um, and I threw in one more thing actually now that I think about it. And this is the only place I can put this. Um, before we move on to that, are we good on Soul Tour? Yes, and we it, are. And it, you have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to say. You're very firm on that. Very quick. Are you, do you, are you trying to move on or what's? Uh, I'm joking. All right. So <laughs> don't look at me like that. I'm, People can I'm, see I'm, you. I'm, I'm trying not to say anything about being firm. <sighs> anyway, so Bioware tweeted. <laughs> uh, this was just uh, two days ago. And they just put a note, a note about their new IP. Ooh. All right. And so I'm just going to read this and you tell me what you think. It says, hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah, okay. As we're working hard to finish Mass Effect Andromeda, which is coming out soon. Yes, it is. I want to take a minute to talk about our new IP. As our, as our CEO, Andrew Wilson, mentioned, we're creating a unique IP that will bring players together in exciting new ways. There's much more to say in the coming months, but for now, I want to offer this additional background. In 2012, we began crafting a new universe full of new characters, stories, and gameplay. Our ambition is simple. Draw upon 20 plus years of development, uh, development knowledge and lessons to create some, something fun and new for you to enjoy with your friends. There's nothing quite as exciting as building a, a new IP from scratch, and it will be even more thrilling for us to share more with you in the future thanks that's it all right there's three things in here that i found interesting oh i'm glad that you came up with three go the first two mm-hmm. is that as you're reading it to me it popped up two 80s television theme songs okay well 180s 190s all right you said uh um you said take a minute and i first thing that popped my mind is like Take a minute and sit right there, and I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. And then <laughs> later on, you said fun and new, and it made me think of Love Boats exciting and new. Oh, okay, good. Come aboard. So, anything about Bioware's announcement? Yes. The third thing is they cool. actually made the comment create an IP. Yeah. It wasn't adapt an IP. No, no, no. It wasn't uh, anything so else. So, 100% certain this is not the next, uh, you know, Star Wars. IP. No, because it's not like you're creating a new story within an existing no, no, IP. No. It's creating an IP. This is like when they came out with Dragon Age or Jade Empire exactly. or all these things that they've it's done. It's a brand new content. And, and I love Bioware for this. And I love they've been working on this long. And I can't wait to find out what they're doing. But honestly, they said nothing in this post. Uh, they did not. But uh, JT's tinfoil hat is speaking to him. Ooh. And, and? Uh, he's saying uh, he thinks it'll be like an open world uh, watchdog. That'd be cool. Watchdogs would be cool. Yeah. I'm in. Eventually we'll find out. Cool. Yeah. 
I'm not going to stress. I'm just keeping it awkward on purpose. But honestly, dude, like, uh, I, I love when Bioware creates their own stuff. Yeah, um, Bioware's great. And, and, well, and, I mean, they're always creating their own stuff, but the idea is that their stories sometimes are wrapped up like with Sotor with an existing IP, but when they create their own stuff, it's, it's quite amazing. Like, yeah, I well, mean, Mass Effect. Mass Effect is yeah. their own IP too. I mean, that's right. great and it's been long, long running. Absolutely. And it spawned books and everything. Oh, else. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we good there? We're good. Uh, Star Wars time. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, a little late on that. Um, to follow up on the last conversation, a couple people in the chat room, uh, Kidley actually put out uh, E3 would be a perfect place to announce that. And I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, I mean, it just totally makes perfect sense. Indeed. Um, <laughs> How well you know me, Mox. <laughs> I love our chat room. Thanks for being here, boys. All right, so here we go. And and girls, if you're there, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Jim's in there. Jim, hi. All right, so here we are, Star Wars, dude. Um, we don't have a lot this week. No, it actually, well, there's been a a, a couple of big things, but yeah. nothing, not a ton of news. All right, you want to take this first thing? Yeah, I uh, I love this, and actually, you know, I'm I'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh, um, Jessica Chobot because if you haven't watched her uh, Nerdist Daily News uh, a couple of days ago when this news came out about Lando yeah, coming yeah. back in uh, Chuck Wendig's. Uh, final uh, book in the aftermath aftermath yeah. trilogy of empire's end uh lando's coming back but the way that they announced it she announced it as lobot coming back stop it with his sidekick lando <laughs> it was it. brilliant That's so if you funny. get a chance go to go to uh, uh nerdist, nerdist uh, yeah. youtube channel and uh, check out jessica chobot doing the the uh, the nerdist daily uh, it was awesome. really funny <laughs> um but yeah so lando is going to be coming back um, and it's cool because evidently it's going to focus on what he did after Empire, because or after Jedi. After Jedi, yeah. And it's that he returns to Cloud City and deals with the Empire sympathizers that are still there in the administration. Nice, very cool, dude. Yeah, very um, cool. And my issue is, I never got past that first book. Still, <laughs> I, is it just Wendig's writing style? It was just the tense. Oh, okay. it, it was oh that's tense. right. It was the. Remember, was, I had I had a hard time with the uh, uh, the present, the third person present. Right is what it was, and I, I, it for me, it was just a little. I I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I and I and I love to read. I'm an English teacher, obviously. For me, it's probably it would probably be easier for you to read physically than it would be for you to hear. Right, and I think because I consume most novels now, um, in my you know my leisure novels or whatever uh, via audiobook. I have a really hard time listening to third person present. It was right. well, really third, jarring. Yeah, well, third person present isn't as difficult to read because it does make you more immersed. Mm -hmm. But third person present is very difficult to hear, especially since the only place you really hear it is in sports and political press conferences. Right. Like, you know, Tara Lowens doesn't like that. Yeah. That's third person present. And, and it's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I think actually reading the novel would make a yeah, difference. I think it was the fact that you were listening to yeah. it, which would make it more difficult. For I, you. I still keep vowing to go back to it. I keep seeing it in my in my uh, in my Audible thing. Yeah, I've got the I've got the uh, the the ebooks for them, and I just you know honestly I just haven't found a lot of time to read. Well, I'll, I'll go back to it. All right, so 
Another announcement, bookwise, is that there is going to be a Star Wars novel starring uh, Rogue One's Truett and and Bays. Officially was announced. Um, very cool. And I'm sorry, I, I want to go back to something Mox pointed out in chat. I don't. He said his biggest issue with the books was the Earth slang, and that will actually oh, be the, that. Uh, that was another thing that bugged me. Thank you. That uh, bugged the poop out of me listening to it, uh, an audiobook. And too. this is actually one of the few things that I've not liked about the Star Wars universe as a whole. Because noodles? Oh, no. <laughs> floating noodles? I'm okay with the floating noodles. Okay, sorry. But what really bugged me, um, um, was, uh, the fact that they always say go to hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, if there's no Christianity there, you don't have the concept of hell. I right. mean, you have a concept of an underworld, maybe. Oh, I get that. Yeah. And so that that really, when I would read that in the books or hear it in the movies, that that really kind of bugged me. Yeah, yeah. But that's just a personal thing. No way. And to Steve, I'm sorry. I may be old with Terrell Owens, but I'm sorry. Uh, let's bring up Henry Ellard for you, I guess. <laughs> oh, did we bring sports into this somehow? Uh, Steve did. Steve. Welcome. How you doing, buddy? Welcome. All right. So here we are. Uh, we have an announcement about a Star Wars novel starring Rogue One's Chirrut and Baze. Um, and so I guess the idea is that Baze and Chirrut used to be the Guardians of the Wills we should talk about. Right. We talked about that right after Rogue One. Right. And we have uh, what's happening here is uh, who looked after the Kyber Temple on, on Jeddah and all those who worship there. Then... <laughs> then the Empire came and took over the planet. The temple was destroyed and the people scattered. Now Baze and Chirrut do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of Jeddah, but now, but it never seems to be enough. When a man named Saw Guerrero arrives with grand plans to take down the Empire, it seems like the perfect way for Baze and Chirrut to make a real difference and help the people of Jeddah, but will it come uh, at too great a cost? So that's the synopsis on that. That sounds cool. It does. And, uh, I will read the poop out of that. It's yeah, almost not and, in third person present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is great for two respects. One, it's uh, um, coming on the heels of the uh, release last week, talking about um, Jen Urso's uh, young adult book mm. with her time with Sagarera. But what this is really going to do is tie in the ending of that book where Sagarera goes off and leaves Jen, but also hopefully ties in what he's been doing in Rebels. Which is fantastic, which I'm actually caught up with, and we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, I got, I'm two episodes but, back. Um, so I think that's great. That, you know, it's funny is a lot of people's like, and actually I had this conversation with one of our students, the, the one with all the style that actually likes Star Wars. And she actually wasn't a big fan of Rogue One because, I mean, she liked it, but she wasn't a huge fan of why it was so connected to everything else. And I'm like, I think the, the great thing that we're going to, that, um, that Rogue One is going to turn out to be so classic 15 years from now. Is that Rogue One is, I think, going to end up being the linchpin or the keystone to connect the previous animation mm -hmm. shows and the original trilogy with the prequel trilogy or with the, uh, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy as well as books spurring off. I think it's going to be like that one that connects it all. That. I can see that for sure. And, uh, talking about football again, uh, I'm sorry, Jim. Why are we talking about football? But, uh, maybe it's because we, uh, just, uh, you know, the Titans aren't any good. What's happening? Why are we talking about football again? And what did you just say? I said the Titans weren't any good. They weren't any good. Yeah, that was horrible. I'm sorry. Holy cow. Well, I've lost control of this whole podcast. <laughs> hey, you were, you're the one that wanted live chat in our. I am happy about that, but by the gods, man, weren't any good. Oh, At least speak the good of the English. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're not. All right. Let's move on. All right, man. So we have. Uh, 
That made me laugh. All right. So Ryan Johnson reveals the difficulty of riding in the star in, in a galaxy far, far away. So this is one of those. Yeah, well, how do we, how do we, how do we want to call these? Cause these are those comicbook.com kind of quick stories. What do we call them? Fluff pieces. Is that uh, they're non news news stories? Non news. Yeah. So, uh, but Ryan Johnson, this is important because, uh, this is coming on the heels of what we were talking about last week. So right. we have, we have the last Jedi, right? Which we talked about the title of last week. Yep. And he says, um, there obviously is some difficulty writing in the Star Wars, uh, universe. So he says, I found myself constantly wanting to push modern idioms into the dialogue. And sometimes that can work, but you have to be very careful. Um, if you go too far, you can break that Star Wars spell. And this is exactly what you were just talking about a second ago. When you have something like go to hell or when you have something that is a modern day idiom, um, that we use all the time. But if this is supposed to be a long, time ago in a galaxy far far away why are they using our slang or our exactly. idioms right and what you can do is and this is actually something that that lucas did uh brilliantly when you when he originally wrote a new hope was you know if you want to do something that's like very similar to a modern idiom like thank god right change it to thank the maker yeah. make it so it's not actually re- referencing anything specific from our time frame but it still gets the point across. Indeed. And, and, and that's what the next paragraph really says. It says there's some foreign language alien sounding words like nerf herder and slaymo and stuff like that, which, which I think that they need to kind of make sure they stay with. Right. Um, so he said another challenge is the tech talk, which has to be simultaneously complex enough to sound real and conceptually simple enough to follow. And the original films were brilliant at that. And, it's like when they're explaining um, how to jump to hyperspace, right? And I remember from episode four when Han Solo was saying, like, you know, bounce too close to a, a supernova or blah, blah, blah. And and those explanations worked, right? Yeah. It basically, it has to be the, the film equivalent of CSI. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and let's see. Is there anything else in here I said? Uh, and obviously, it's a big deal, he says. Uh he says, it's huge, sure, and it's filled with pressures, great and small, but at the end of the day, it boils down to the same things as the smaller films that we've made, telling the story we care about with camera and some actors, um, and a Wookiee, <laughs> which is pretty good. Cool. Gotta add the Wookiee. Yeah. Um, no, I like, I like that little piece, although it is a very non-story piece, but at the same time, it, it, it brings to light some of the things we have an issue with, with some of the books and some other things, um, when it comes to slang and stuff. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Han Solo, dude. Uh, <laughs> they started production. Yeah. They started production. Did you see the pun that they used to announce it? I, I did not. <laughs> it says, it says a very punny first shot. And it said, uh, um, uh, let me find it. Han first shot. <laughs> Right? That's awesome. That's pretty funny. It's a little play on obviously Han shot first. Um, or yeah, whatever. Uh, so it's, it's starting. We're going to get it. It's happening. That's all I got. Yeah. And anything else here? Oh, so I, I'm not going to run through this whole thing because I don't want to spend all day on this, but, um, I think it was Nerdist. Yeah. Nerdist put together and everything we know about the Han, uh, the young Han Solo spinoff so far. And you know, you get these, these stories, right? Yeah. I know you're looking at chat. You're going to listen to me, but no, I'm actually fine. looking at the pictures that Nerdist put. And I will have to say they put two of the best pictures of Han Solo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got the solo cup in his hand. Yeah. That's good. So we got the title, uh, filming and release, writers, directors, cast. 
Um, and then they kind of go through this whole thing with the story details, some rumors and stuff like that. So if you like that kind of stuff, definitely check it out. I just threw that in there. Um, cause I personally don't read a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, mostly because, you know, you want to be, I want to go into that movie. I want to see Lando and I want to see Lando. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And- oh, and I want to see Han and I want to see, I want to see these characters for what I know them to be. Yep. Rather than. Oh, okay. I'm in a Han Solo movie and I know they're not Han Solo because it's not Harrison Ford. Like, that's not, I want to go, I want to be there and I want to go there and I don't want a bunch of spoilers ahead of time. No. I, although I will say that I'm very excited about Donald Glover playing Lando because I think he has that, that cool swag that, that he'll be able to bring to it. Indeed. All right, man. You, oh, you just want to bring up Rebels so you can say you're all caught up? Yeah. Yeah, no. Rebels is phenomenal. It is. It is so good. Um, I, I've, I'm finally caught up. Uh, I watched I'm the two episodes back. Yeah, I had been uh, four or five episodes back. I basically since the high since the uh, the fall hiatus. Right. And uh, so I, I caught the Sagarera episodes, which were really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they take place on Geonosis. The, well, the last one I saw was the first Sagarera episode. Yeah. Yeah. And the two parter was really good. Um, you really kind of saw uh, saw turning yeah. to saw yeah sorry did there yeah um <laughs> turning to the kind of like uh really jaded character he is in rogue oh one, for sure which is very cool um i really liked i, I loved the sabine episode dark uh dark saber because you really saw her struggle that's being the next a, one i have yeah being a mandalorian yeah. very very good um don't spoil a lot no i'm not but really really good and uh Rebels, I, and what I love, what I love about Rebels, and it's something that they do really well, is they throw in a, a comic relief episode every now and again. Yeah, and there is a really good one with, um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy, the 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 muscle, um, Zeb. Zeb, yeah, they they had an episode where everyone left and they left Zeb in charge <laughs> with Chopper. I love Zeb. Zeb and Chopper's relationship is is hilarious. Yeah, so the only people left at the base basically were, I mean, besides like support staff, yeah. was Zeb, Chopper. And the really morose Alan Rickman sounding protocol droid. Oh, the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that droid. And it was just awesome because Zeb had to deal with a a massive thing that happened, and it was just it was a really no, funny cool. episode that really didn't have anything to do with the timeline or anything except for at the end it brings in Thrawn, but it's really really funny. Yeah, no, I I'm a I'm a big fan of Rebels, man. Like like I said, I fell off. I I still need to go back and finish uh, Clone Wars, but. Like I said, Rebels really, I mean, maybe because it's, I don't know, maybe it's the time frame, maybe it's the characters. I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm watching it with my kids. I like, connect to it much more than I ever did with Oh, I, absolutely. And it's, it's, storytelling is phenomenal. The characters are great. They're bringing in the, uh, the EU stuff that, that they're canonizing EU stuff. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant show. So if for some reason you're listening to this and you're not watching Rebels, which seems unlikely, Do it. um, go check it out. We're not sponsored by them or have any cloud in it, but no, not at all. You know, it is. Do it. Is. All right. So merchandise. <laughs> I had to throw this in here. Um, so a Star Wars, uh, I, I'm going to open this up. Are you ready for this? I am. Um, so a Star Wars story, there's a mission debrief movie guide shipping late March. So in March, we're going to get a, um, it's, uh, from what I understand, it's a hardcover kind of companion thing to go along with Rogue One, okay, which is cool. pretty cool. Um, so it's, it's going to be in the same vein as like the schematic ones mm-hmm. and cross sections. And it says the official mission debrief presents an all-encompassing guide to the hugely successful movie with unprecedented uh, access to the making of the film, its stars, its crew, and its stunning landscape. 
Uh, relive the latest movie in the world's biggest franchise over and over again. A must for any Star Wars fan, etc. That's the fluff part. But um, it's coming out March 28th. Oh, awesome. So, sounds cool. All right. Yeah, I will I will agree. The Stunning lands, uh, Landscapes. Scarif is a beautiful planet. Right? That was a great planet to film on. Pretty cool. Are we getting into the usual roundup? Uh, yeah, we're about to. I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm having that feeling like I should do a, do a giveaway or, I mean, should, should, should we give something away? Let's do something. I don't know. Do you guys want something? I'm not hearing anything back. Maybe they don't want anything. I'm not hearing. Maybe they don't want things. I have some cartel coins I give away. I know, right? Who doesn't want anything? 450 cartel coins? How about that? All right. So I'll tell you what. Um, once we switch sections, um, after we cover the news, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a quick drawing. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Jim's like, yes, give me something. Indeed, Jim. Indeed. All right. So let's, uh, let's get to the next section. Did you finally get a new, uh, intro? Um, how dare you? And no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> it's the same old, same old. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I'll tell you what, though, man. It's hard and it's hard to not not have that that intro. Really, you know what? It's hard to be. It's hard to be a pimp. Seriously, that's it's hard out here for a pimp. Okay, <laughs> look, there are people watching. <laughs> okay, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Uh, Should I talk about her earlier? I was rolling down the street in my 6'4". Oh, please don't. Nobody wants to hear about that. Because you're 6'4". It's more like a 9'6 chateau. It's not even... All right, let's move on. All right, man. So we are in the usual roundup section. Um, We're going to go through a couple stories here. And uh, then we'll throw out, um, you know, some cartel coins. The people that's still in the cartel into the room. room. Um, Cartel room, I almost said. Chat room. Yeah. All right. You know, actually, I've got a really good idea. Do you mind if I come up with the uh, the trivia question for the thing? Oh, better idea. I was going to reference something I'm actually just about to talk about. Go, please. Um. Anyways. Uh, oh. Live podcasting. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I was just reading something in chat. Um. First thing we have to do is uh, make up for an egregious uh, omission we did last week. And um, just say, you know, RAP to John Hurt. I mean, we spent a lot of time last week talking about yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. Um, I know it happened late on Wednesday before we record on Thursday. Somehow, somehow, although we knew about it, we, we just didn't we, bring it up. We never put in the show notes. And by the time we got to this section, we had just, we had spaced it. And it was such a bummer because at some point today, I was like, I was putting the, the outline together. I was like, dude, do we talk about John Hurt? And I was like, uh, no, I had to actually go back and look at the show notes for last week. Disappointing. Um, but yeah, so, uh, what I was going to say is actually, <laughs> thanks, Mox, was, uh, you know, who can name the probably the four most uh, prominent universes that John Hurt took part in? Uh, well, my okay, they're not going to be on the list. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, the my two favorite John Hurts are because I, I'm a, I'm a teacher and I teach in 1984. He was Winston in 1984. Yes, he was. Okay, also, War Doctor. In, that was uh, one of the four. Okay, so I got one. You did. He was the war doctor in um, the Christmas episode last year or the year before um, where in the Doctor Who. Yes. So anyway, I don't remember when it was. I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas episode, but they had. No, it was the 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. That was it. And they had, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Tenet. 
Him Smith. and Smith. And uh, they brought back eight for the prequel part. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Because they, and it was, that was really cool. They brought eight back because eight never had his regeneration moment. Right. Right. So that was really cool. So I was also going to bring up Indiana Jones. Yeah. Because he played Abner Ravenwood in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He was also in Harry Potter. He was also in Harry Potter as Ollivander. Yeah. And then the fourth one, Alien. Alien. Yeah. So he had his John Hurt moment. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, John Hurt, uh, and I've, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts in the last week and they've been mentioning him. And, uh, I, I feel like he's one of those actors that was so good and was in so many things that people were just like, okay, it's John Hurt, you know, but they didn't really give him the, what he, what he deserved. Right. You know he just I mean? didn't get the, uh, the, not- the notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, very well respected though. Yeah. Exactly. And, and most forefront in my mind is Night Tay 4 and, and, mm-hmm. and War Doctor for sure. But, uh, John Hurt, you know, RIP. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he's going to end up very much like, say, John C. Riley hmm. is going to end up in 20 years okay. as opposed to, say, Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear. He's somebody that's been in a ton of great things, but never really took over that leading man persona. Indeed. All right. So we also have the father of Pac Man. Died at 91. Yes. And actually, you know, when you said that, it's really kind of funny because I was one of the few people who actually saw Pixels. I did not see that With movie. Adam Sandler. <laughs> but part of it is is because Pac-Man is a villain in that movie, and they actually get the guy who invented Pac-Man. Right. No, I remember And he actually trailer. goes up to him and says, it's daddy. And it's like... <laughs> that is so cool, man. And then cool, he man. bites his arm off. Right. Uh, that's sad. But 91 years. Oh, big yeah. Deal. Big deal. Big win. Um positive note felicia day had her daughter when there's death there's life (laughs) exactly um and we talked about this a few weeks ago when she decided to finally with three weeks to go and now she was having a child and we talked about this but um but yeah and her daughter's name um whether anybody cares or not but i'm a big felicia day fan so is my friend will um calliope what is it calliope mave yeah, and of course, uh, what was the what did the onesie say that she was wearing? Uh, Bard in training. Bard in training, which is badass. fantastic. So she put a, a picture on Instagram, baby's feet, um, and the onesie she's wearing is Bard in training. I think that is absolutely fitting. And congratulations to Felicia Day, even though she's not listening. <laughs> no, but you know what's great is that you know the the do you remember the onesie I always wanted to get you for the girls that I never was able to get you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the onesie for me. <laughs> this is onesie of invisibility plus two. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have that T-shirt that said "Shirt of Invisibility Plus One." Remember that T-shirt I used to have? Yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tight. All right, so here we go. Um, Goku voice actor. Um, well, really quick. So I'm sorry, Mox. You know, we we said we would not oh. talk about. I mean, she's not naming who the father is, so you know, I can't say anything either. We also don't know. Do you know? The joke that he said is "Way to go, Will." How did you land Felicia? Oh, I didn't see. I'm not really <laughs> watching chat. All right, here we go. You know, there was just a special connection that we had the three times we've met at Comic-Con. Are you done? Yeah. No, that's a noob. That's a big noob. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to pop culture. Yeah, pop culture. Uh, Goku, who is the main character in Dragon Ball Z. Yes. If you didn't know. Um, the voice actor got some Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, for what? Here's the thing. And I think I knew this, but forgot it and now relearned it. It's one of those things, you know? Yeah. It's a woman that did yeah, it's, Goku's it's, voice. It's like when you first found out that Bart Simpson was voiced by a woman. Right. And that's totally cool. But she also did a bunch of the other male voices. But the idea is that she 
got the Guinness Book of World Record for a couple of cool things. And I had to throw this out there because Dragon Ball Z um is like how I fell in love with parts of anime, I guess I, I right. should say. I, I, really, I remember you used to like, like uh, um, Bubblegum Crisis or Bubble... Um, no, that's not it. But there's a couple other Cowboy ones. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop I used to watch. So... um. So she's one of the most revered voice actresses, etc. Her name is uh, Masako. Um, she's called Eternal Boy in Japanese by Japanese fans, and uh, it says, "Let's see." She was honored yesterday with not only one but two Guinness World Records. She was recognized as the current record holder for the longest time voicing a single character in a video game. Okay, that's okay. one. And also for the longest time working as a voice actor in video games, she's been voice. Voicing characters in Dragon Ball Z games for 23 years. Wow. And in, and 218 days. Oh, so 23 years and 2018 days, according to the official record. Um, <laughs> her, her work first started in 1993 with the Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball Z Super Bowden, uh, game on, on Nintendo's Super Famicom. Can you imagine? Yeah, I will actually say I've never seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, you're missing out. So the only way I really know Goku is from the Epic Rap Battles of History YouTube channel when they did a rap battle between Goku and Superman. I would love it if you fell down the rabbit hole of Dragon Ball Z. It's it's amazing, dude. There are whole episodes where like one character is just powering up. You know, (laughs) like... Two or three episodes. You know, I had a girlfriend who was into anime, and she couldn't get me into anime, Uh, so that's probably not happening. Yeah, I hear you. All right. We're about to do a Star Wars trivia question that I have in my hand that I haven't looked at yet. Are you guys guys ready? Yeah. Who's uh, ready? We have two more things. Uh, The Game of Thrones story details from George R. R. Martin. Um, Apparently, and and I'm not going to – I don't want to get into the story details, to be honest with you, but he is saying that his – there's something coming out next year. Well, hasn't he said that for the last three years? Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. So last week, Game of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones fans discovered that a new story written by George R. R. Martin is set in the world, uh, called A Song of Ice and Fire novels will be published in 2018. Okay. Um, he made a post on his blog to clarify the details of the, of the story's publication. And the new story will appear in the book of swords anthology. Um, edited by Garner Dosa. So it looks like he's just putting a, a story out. Which yeah, is well, sad. he's done that. You know, he's put out, you know, the ebooks of, uh, the adventures of Egg and Deck. Mm-hmm. It says specifically, uh, the Sons of the Dragon will chronicle, uh, reigns of the second and third Targaryen kings. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna butcher this. Aenys the first and Magor the cruel, as well as their mothers, wives, sisters, children, friends, enemies, and rivals. Which makes oh, that's a lot right. I read a different article about this yeah. about how they've already had a book about the history of Westeros. Indeed, and he's, this is basically a book on the history of the Targaryen clan in in Estros. Exactly, which would be cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Uh, last thing before we get to real reviews is Titanic's James Cameron settles uh, the raft debate one for, once and for all. And I, I, I like how he did it. I threw this at you, and you you read it. I threw it at our other friend. And if you've never listened to the Flipside podcast, which is uh, a podcast I do with another buddy of mine, um, <laughs> we've only had a few episodes. Sadly, I can barely get him behind the mic. But one of the things we ranted about was the fact that why the hell couldn't she? They both be on the door. Just yeah, you just know, bring so them there's, up. there's a great meme where it shows a couple, and they had taped out on a floor this area of the raft and it showed like 10 different ways that they were able to both fit. <laughs> but what Cameron says is actually a great point because yeah, uh, the good. Mythbusters actually did an episode about it too, that if they both took off their life preservers and secured them underneath, that it would make the raft buoyant enough. Indeed. 
and so bring it up and point out exactly what it, it, it's Cameron funny said. because he says uh <laughs> Cameron comes out and so the Mythbusters did their thing. And then Cameron says, what does he say? Um Oh, he says his best choice was to keep his upper body out of the water and hope to get pulled out by a boat or something before he died. The f- <laughs> they're fun guys, and I love uh that show with them, but they're full of you know what. And right before that, he says, so let's play that out. You're Jack. You're in the water. It's 28 degrees. Your brain is starting to get hypothermia. Mythbusters asked you, now go take off your life vest. Take hers off. Swim underneath this thing. Attach it in some way that it won't wash out uh wash out two minutes later which means you're underwater trying this thing out in 20 degree water and that's going to take you five to ten minutes by the time you come back up you're already dead and rose doesn't have her life preserver. and rose doesn't have her life preserver and there's other problems complications etc i i love it dude i just think it's i think it's funny i have to talk to my other buddy we have to do another podcast about it because i think we yeah. have some rebuttals to it it's funny i don't want to get into rebuttals right now because i have my issues all right, so Titanic. let's get into our questions, everybody that's listening. Oh, are we doing trivia? Yeah, don't trivia. ask it yet. Okay. Everybody who's listening, get your keys on, your hands on the keyboard and get ready to put in the answer. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you, I have a um, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, Pursuit card Edition. in my hand, okay? I'm going to ask, let's see, um, I'm going to ask Will to say blue, red, yellow, purple, green, or orange. Well, you know I'm going to say purple. Okay, so purple. You guys ready? All right, here we go. The question is, who fires a cable that ensnares Luke Skywalker, pinning his arms to his sides? Do, 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 I, mean, I know do, the answer. Do, 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 Wait on the chat room. Do, 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 First one gets 450 cocktail coins from do, Star Wars The Old Republic. Do, do, do. Do, do, Don't do, Google it. Do. Don't be that guy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, are we gonna take the spelling? Let's take it. <laughs> at, at least he didn't put in Fetty Wap. <laughs> Fetty what? It's a rapper. Oh. Anyway. Um, yes. Uh, so all of you win? Just kidding. Um, JT, J- was, JT first. was first. Even though he did say Boba Fwet. Yeah. But then he corrected it pretty quick. He did. So, uh. He gets it. All right. Congrats, JT. You win. The big prize in the casino. Maybe we'll do one more at some point. All right. He says, pass it along. Mm. All right. Here's the thing. We'll roll that into the next one. How about that? All right. Otherwise, I mean. JT, get a hold of us. Tell us what you want us to do with it. Yeah. I'll give I'll give you something else, too. That's cool. Cool. All right. Let's move on to real reviews. Um, the big news this week is uh, there's a couple of Doctor Who news. So why don't you uh, take this one? Okay. So the the... Honestly, the big news is that Peter Cabaldi has decided he is uh, stepping down. Yeah, and this has been, uh, he's in the middle of uh, season 12, right? And did we determine, is he the longest running? No. Uh, Baker is still the longest Oh, running. is he? Okay. But in the most current iteration, yes. Because this is his fourth season he's in, right? Ooh, I think so. Both Tennant and Smith did three, and... Uh, Eccleston only did one. So one of the things says that one of the greatest privileges of being the doctor is to see, uh, to see the world at its best from a brilliant crew and creative team working blah, blah, blah. And he said, Capaldi said, uh, I can't thank everyone enough. It's been cosmic. So Capaldi will conclude his time, um, as a doctor with the 2017 Christmas special. 
Which is a pretty standard time to... Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because usually, like, uh, Smith's last episode was a Christmas special, and then they had the regeneration in the next one. Right. Um, Yeah, and uh, one else thing that's really cool here is uh, David Tennant has actually, I believe, become the first former doctor to come out and say it would be great to have a female doctor. And the main reason I put this in here is because we have talked about this how many times? How many times have we talked about the fact that it's, is it time? Is, is it finally time to get a female doctor? Or a black doctor. Or a ginger doctor. Just, can we get a doctor that's not a white man? Uh, okay. Now, I'm going to say <laughs> that they're, uh, the odds makers in mm. Britain are already taking bets. Well, real quick. So, he said, pass along. Um, he said, oh, roll to the next show. Yeah. That's so, not the next idea. person gets 900. All right. Sounds good. Ooh. All right. Um, the, the, the odds on favorite in Britain is Ben Winshaw. Mm. Not a bad choice. Okay. Uh, he uh, is most well known because he played Q in um, Next Generation. No, no. He played no. He played uh, Q in the last two um, uh, the last two Bond movies. Oh, I like I like Q from Next Generation. Yeah, it's not him. No. Uh, <laughs> I just threw that out there. But no. So it's Ben <laughs> Winshaw is the most recent one. Plus, uh, the fact that he's gay is a huge. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say selling point, but it's a huge. Uh, social thing yeah because in movies he's played both straight and gay and um the fact that uh captain jack has kind of filled that role in this well for sure I right mean, well the doctor has been strangely yeah. asexual most of the time for sure i mean you, see, so him, this, you see him kissing everybody exactly well this can be something to kind of change Explore. that a little yeah. bit I like that. um so he's the odds on favorite i uh, and talking about how evil gingers are the uh the number three person on the list right now is rupert grant okay uh who played uh, ron weasley oh okay and he's okay. at i think 20 to one or something all right and ironically enough uh you know who the the odds on favorite for female doctor to take over is no most people would uh, consider Haley atwell Oh, who would be that. fantastic that'd be so much fun uh, i would personally choose helen mirren i think that would be awesome uh, all right all right but it is actually billy piper no crap as rose coming back as the former as the do- oh, I mean, not okay. rose but like yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what i mean that would be sick. and so she would be the first companion to ever come back as the doctor regeneration. and why not um especially since i mean you know that there's this long running Thing between the tenant doctor, Doctor Ten, and her. Yeah, no, and she sure. actually has her own human version of him. That's why she left. Which I mean, and and after that whole storyline and all that stuff happens, um, and that'd be cool. It would be. I cool. like that. I like that. How would it? How awesome would it be? Um, that say that the real one of her were to have died, mm-hmm. and the re- real doctor. Because you now it's like years and years later yeah absolutely and the doctor finally hears about billy uh, of, of rose's passing and in the morning of the death and the, his own death and regeneration ah. he regenerates in that form as ah, a homage be sick. i think that would be a great like way it. to spin it and and make it a very i hate to use this word but very palatable to the mainstream male audience who would have trouble with a female with doctor a f- and and I, and I hear what you're saying but it would be a really nice way to start a new president with with who can be a doctor absolutely you know what i mean um not just male female but there are some really badass companions that would make really absolutely. good doctors. can you imagine if, okay imagine this mm. donna who lost her memory yeah right if, that's what i was thinking if, too yeah if she yeah. ever came back as a doctor but also uh she saved the universe twice and and i love the idea too of the actress and i know this is this wouldn't work story-wise but the actress that played the master 
Mm-hmm. How freaking cool would that be, right? Okay. Um, How awesome would it be to actually get Tennant's wife in real life who plays the doctor's daughter? Oh. Dude, we could do this all day. We okay, could. let's right. move on. Moving on. Um, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, so Discovery is happening. On, off, on, off, on, off. It's happening. It's it's yeah, already no, started it's, production. It's finally been in production, finally. Yeah, it's finally started production. Um, It's filming in Toronto. So there we are. Big. Yeah, yeah, it's big. I'm I'm excited about it. Honestly, I would like to get into a a new Star Trek. To be honest with you, um, I I didn't watch the last couple like religiously, but like I said, I I really love Next Generation and Deep Space Nine for sure. Yeah, I was never a huge Star War Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up. My dad watched you know the original one and Khan and yeah, yeah. Spock and all that stuff. Um, the, the first one I really remember watching, like, was The Voyage Home, which was yeah, yeah. generally considered to be one of the better ones. Totally. Um, I personally always liked, uh, Generations. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I liked First Contact. I did. I, I, I like the movies fine, man. I, I'm more of a, um, I don't know. Sometimes every once in a while I will go back and I will watch a random Next Generation episode. Just because I I really love those and Deep Space Nine as well. I just I just really like those. But the movies are great. I'm I'm very intrigued to see what they're gonna do with the new series. So I can't wait. Uh, John Wick could get a TV series. Yeah, th- this is really becoming kind of like something that's more um, acceptable is to start doing prequel shows. Um, and this is really gonna take uh, the real big test of this is gonna be Taken. Yeah, which starts here I believe next month or the month after. Um, which is a prequel of when the, the Brian character, um, the gets his special set of skills. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you gotta get those skills. <laughs> um, but John Wick, if you haven't seen the first John Wick movie, it is brilliant. No, I know. I actually, um, I have them and I, I'm, I plan to check them out here pretty Yeah, quick. it's fantastic. Um, I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, we, we've already learned that the, the director of John Wick is already being brought on to do Deadpool 2. Uh, John Wick 2 is already finished with production. It's coming out this year. Um, and Keanu Reeves is a revelation in it. It's yeah. very well done. Um, the concept is brilliant. Very, very good. I really liked it. You know, I love Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so Jim Parsons, uh, he kind of hints that who's going to play the younger version of himself. Did we talk about this last week? Yeah, we talked about the concept of this, but we didn't talk about any particular actors who might Yeah, so he says, um, let's see. Let me find a name. Okay, so I don't know if he ever says a name, to be honest with you. He says, uh, Parsons told E.T. Um, they're supposed to release it, but I'm not going to say. And he says, okay, so what can you say about the young actor? He said, he's wonderful. So many kids sent in tapes. Um, and it was really overwhelming, but this one little guy was really special. This is one of those non pieces, but at the same time, he's not going to say the name, but if, 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 if Parsons is saying it, this show has been running long enough. And if they're going to do a prequel or a prequel, they're going to do a spinoff of it. Yeah. They have to be really, really freaking confident that it's going to. Oh work. yeah. Well, I mean, big bang. It's not going to be like a Joey of, uh, of of well, um, they were really confident about that too. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, Big Bang Theory is you know wrapping up its tenth season right now, and it's still getting huge ratings. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to remember, Friends lasted ten years. I think one way that's really going to help this if they decide to go this way is if they go the route of Wonder Years and How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. And Parsons stays on because he's obviously going to be an executive producer. There's no other reason. Oh no, no, for sure. Involved. He's already said he's doing that. But if yeah. he does the voiceover of talking about the kid. Like a wonder, like a wonder your style. Like, That'd be kind of yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Like, what did I say? I said, 
No, I think you I said, said Fred Wonder Savage. Years. I think I said. Did you? No, I don't know. But Wonder Somebody Years and How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you said How I Met Your Mother. I'm yeah, thinking Wonder Years stuff. And, yeah. yeah, no, I, I said both. Okay. And that they, uh, um, I think that would be a brilliant way because it would keep Jim Parsons involved. For sure. Um, Frequency, which I haven't watched, which you've been watching. I have. I've watched every episode this season. And as somebody who's actually, I was a fan of the movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a fairly limited what they could do with it as a series. And as they're doing it now, they're, they've wrapped up the first season. I'm like, I am waiting for season two. Well, it's funny, man. They've, they've really been able to draw it out <laughs> and really play on how timelines change literally yeah. while you're dealing with something. Okay. See, I'll have to check it out because uh, I was watching TV with the wife, I think, last night. And um, there was a commercial for the season finale or something. Maybe it was the night before. But there was a commercial for the season finale of Frequency. And they're right. like, I'm like, oh, crap. I should watch that show. I've met the entire cast in real life of that show and right. i feel like i should watch it and i haven't so i will yeah it's the, on netflix i enjoyed the movie um this is very the, the the tv show is much different from the movie because it takes the basic concept and construct um but the villains and the way they go about it is different they changed that which i thought was a little too predictable in the movie yeah this one it's like more about Dealing with the consequences of how you're changing time. I haven't seen the movie either. Should I see the movie first? I enjoyed it. It's it's uh, Dennis Quaid and like uh, Andre Brower and uh, John Caviezel plays the son. Yeah. And this okay. one is Peyton List playing the daughter. Right. Um, but, you know, I start, the reason I started watching is because we met the entire cast at Comic-Con last year. Yeah, yeah. And that was and, the thing. Uh, right? It was really cool meeting Peyton List and Mackay Pfeiffer straight up. That was awesome. We only waited in line like eight hours for that. Uh, well, yeah, earlier in the day, but we were the last people of the night <laughs> yeah, 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 to actually go meet them. We were running through the line because we had left the flash panel early to right. go do it. Oh, that was fun. Um, but Mackay Pfeiffer was awesome to me. He was really cool. Totally. Yeah. It was cool. I love that picture I got with him. That was uh, cool. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I will say, if you're interested in a time travel show, uh, Timeless is fantastic. Yeah. I hear, yeah. You've been telling me about it that. It is brilliant. Too. So some of James Cameron stuff about Avatar 2. Yeah, is he, is he actually getting any solid details? Here's the thing. <laughs> so what he's saying is, uh, he's saying Avatar 2, uh, the current proposed release date is fall 2018. Seems unlikely. Okay, is what this, uh, uh, this says. According to Cameron, the long road to the sequel has to do with the approach. He's apparently just not making one sequel, but rather four sequels at the same time. Should I just read what he says here? Well, really quick, actually, now that you mentioned the, the article or the the student that I talked to earlier today about yeah, yeah. Star Wars, she was wondering why they didn't film seven, eight, and nine all at the same time. Yeah, and I told her it was really kind of more of a marketing thing, I'm sure. Yeah. But she said, "Well, then we wouldn't have had to deal with Leia dying." I agree. And here's the thing, dude. Um, so I'm not going to read all the things he says, but 20th Century Fox expected the release date of Avatar two on December 21st, 2018. Is that even feasibly possible? With the average director, yes. <laughs> With Cameron, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 director is going to do a Dune reboot. Have you heard about this? I have heard about this. and I'm uh, actually pretty excited about this, and I'm going to say why really quick, even though I asked you a question and no, I cut you ahead. off. My point is is that I would like I, – I never actually read the Dune series. And and I feel like that's something that I need to do. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, I, I will actually admit that I've never read Dune, and I've never read Lord of the Rings. <sighs> I only read the first one. Wow, I only read um, I only read the Hobbit and half of the. Lord but of the I'm Rings. I'm a, you know I'm actually one of those people. I did, really did not like Blade Runner the first time I saw it. 
<laughs> and then I saw it. Years. <laughs> um, then I saw it about ten years later. Yeah, and I really liked it. No, and and I have no memory. I, I'm fairly certain I've watched Dune, but I I don't. It was when I was younger. I I don't I don't think I have any memory of it. Honestly, I, yeah. I just need to watch it again. Um, yeah, I would. Um, but I've seen the trailer for <laughs> for Blade Runner 2049, and it mm. actually looks really good. No, that looks good too. Um, so that director is doing a Dune reboot. Um, they casted some folks. It looks like as well. No, it says let's fan cast. Oh, these are a- people that. Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. It's uh, Nerda saying who they would like to cast in the show. Which is great. And the reason I put this in here, and now that I read my actual post here, it says it's a fan cast thing. So definitely, if you're into that kind of thing, I have a link in there. Um, I don't want to go through that right now. So Jurassic World 2 is filming, uh, and their location is, don't you want to know? Uh, I'm guessing Hawaii. That's where they filmed all the other ones. Well, they started production. We talked about it last episode because they released that video of the hard hat flying through the air and the raptor going after it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Wales. Oh, they're filming in Wales. Yep. Uh, awesome. He, the director said, uh, the countryside in Brecon Beacon in Wales is the main filming location for Jurassic World Two. Cool. So here we are. Awesome. Uh, the next one, we uh, are finally getting some <laughs> Ocean's Eight news. Finally. Um. Yeah. Well, they actually released the first uh, uh, Stella from it, and I actually right. posted it to Facebook in my pop culture po- uh, board uh, this week, and it's pretty darn cool. It's a, actually a subway. It's uh, looking down the length of a subway, and it shows like the eight main characters no around way. the subway. Oh, that's so cool. it's got Sandra Bullock and Anne Hathaway and Mindy Kaling, Helena Bonham Carter. Nice. Um. Sarah, uh, Sarah Paulson. I'm drawing a blank on the, others. uh, Mindy, Mindy Kaling, Kaling Aquafina. Oh, Aquafina. She's Aquafina. a rapper. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I said that pretty white, didn't I? Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina. Um, anyway, man. So, uh, yeah. So I, oh, and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And so they put these out. Here we are. So I, I'm excited about oh, this. That's the picture right on there. some level. On, oh, yeah. That's sick. I like that. Um, I I love the ocean movies, and we've talked about this yes. quite a bit. Uh, what I love about the concept, though, it's really kind of cool. Is I mean, and this is really playing on the male female stereotypes. But the 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 first three oceans movies played heavily on the idea of male in Vegas and power and jewels and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. The concept of this one it takes place in New York during the Met Gala. Okay. And they're uh, trying to, uh, it's a jewel heist during the Met Gala. And I actually th- find that very cool as somebody who, one, loves New York. So it's, I think it's very cool that it'll take place there. Yeah. Hopefully they do a lot of filming to really embrace the concept of the city as a character. Right. Um, FYI. FYI what? Um, we were getting a little backlash about not reading Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, I totally know that. And I'm like, uh, sorry, I grew, I, this, the, the series. I read a ton of fantasy. I just, I, no, I personally, the fantasy I was reading, I would, I, I would go back to Lord of the Rings and try to read it, but then there was so much more going on in the ones I was reading. Yeah, I was like, this, well, I can't read this. The ones that I personally, I mean, I love the C.S. Lewis books. Yeah, one yeah. In which the I read those series. too. Yeah. I love the Chronicles of Prydain by mm-hmm. Louis Alexander. Yep. Um, those were my ultimate favorite as a kid. Yeah. Um, I just like. I just thought they were much more. Um, I'm with you, man. I was. They're more relatable to me. I was reading, and they're behind me, literally. I was reading uh, Dragonlands and just all these. Just I was consuming fantasy novels at a volume to where when I went to Lord of the Rings to read it, I'm like, 
okay, they're still doing this. Okay, I can't, I can't do it. I got to go to something else. And so I would kind of get a little twitchy. Almost. Yeah, they are very detailed, as as Jim points out. Which, as a writer, which, when I go back, yes, when I when cool. I think about it now, as a writer, that makes it's like something I could go back to and learn something from. But at the same time, when I was in middle school reading fantasy novels, I'm like, well, am I going to read this giant book? There was not a lot happening in the way that all these other books are, you know. So that was kind of my mindset. But yeah, it's a. Uh, for me, it was very similar to like, okay, switching from Michael Crichton to Tom Clancy. Yeah. Well, much more thing. dense, much How more. How much detail do I need? Exactly. <laughs> or like trying to switch to Michener uh, after yeah. reading, you know, somebody else. That's Indeed. Exactly. All right. So casting stuff. Yeah. Just a couple of quick casting things. Uh, you know, they're rebooting Friday the 13th again, um, but they're doing it with Jason Voorhees younger. So I'm guessing it's mm-hmm. going to be um, when he's at camp because, you know, he, Basically, the whole concept is that Voorhees dies at camp, right? And his mom kills Retribution like eighteen years later. Whatever. Indeed. Well, they've cast two twelve-year-old boys, twin boys, to be Jason. Okay. Um, because at that age, you to get around yeah, you do labor laws, you've got to do twins. Right. Um, I think that'll be interesting. It would yeah. be kind of cool to see that concept of a young Jason and how the the whole promiscuous uh, counselor thing uh, happens. Indeed. Uh, the other one, you know, they're making another Saw movie, which shocking. Is, you know, they're money makers. You think? They cost like 15 to 20 million to make <laughs> and they make like 80 million every time. That's crazy. Um, the, this next one's called Saw Legacy. Um, I, I watched the first one. I've actually watched, I think, the first four of the seven. There's or eight. a lot of them, aren't there? I, you know, during Halloween, I try to do like a marathon. Yeah, yeah. And it's all murder porn, so I can only get so far. Yeah, you can't do that all night. No, but um, to lose your I mind. will just say that they, they cast Laura Vandervoort in it. Uh, okay. uh, which the main reason I put this in here is because she actually played Supergirl in Smallville. Oh, yeah. And right. she's also on the current iteration of Supergirl as Indigo. Yeah. Interesting. So just uh, because she, you know, glancingly passes the Berlin verse, I just want to put it out there. For sure. Um, we're, we're at trailer time. Trailers. Let's watch All them. Right, so let's watch a couple of them. So I have um, uh, Ghost in the Shell in here. And there's a Super Bowl spot that's happening. And... Um, I think that this is going to be pretty cool. I Yeah, it's getting a lot of backlash because they white-casted it because it's Scarlett Johansson in the lead role. Yeah. But um, after watching Lucy and anything with Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson can pull off very physical action like that. Indeed. Um, so a little background. I I never really got into Ghost in the Shell. It's obviously it's some, uh, a really... Uh, popular uh manga deal right there was a animated thing i think uh they did a movie or something I, and i know i'm misspeaking here but um i it was one of those things like i was aware of i watched a little but like i really wish i would have got into it more because this when you see this it's freaking cool dude yeah johansson's really underrated as, a, as an action actress i mean you, everyone takes her for granted as black widow now but she's great in lucy she's great in the island indeed so yeah, let's right. see how she is well, here let's check this out so sick dude i'm with mox dude mox said i need to rewatch that anime i'm with you dude i i watched parts of it back in the day and i'm like this is cool and then i end up watching something else yeah great cup uh i have a couple of comments here is i agree with mox great music too yes um very good choice of songs i just really hope it doesn't fall into the uh the the unfortunate action movie trope of Let's take a really pretty girl who has some acting cred and put her in a right. really skin tight outfit and it's sacrifice it and, scar- and sacrifice it at, at, at story. Okay. Because they tried that with 
Halle Berry and Catwoman. They tried that with, yeah. you know, Charlize Theron and Anne Flux. You know, they've tried it a few different times like this. I but, am like, let's thank I'm, you, JT, for jumping on the Anne Flux as I just said it. But yeah, but I'm with you, man. I, and but I think that there's already a story with Ghost in the Shell, and and but you're right, there was one with the Flux too. I loved the Flux. I watched the. I watched all those repeatedly. Yeah, but the on, movie was just unfortunate. When they when they, when they brought those on uh, MTV, um, yeah, it was MTV, and then they brought them to Adult Swim. Adult Swim too, eventually. But but the movie, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. So I just hope they. I mean, yeah, it seems I, like I, a, I see what you're saying. This seems like a very cool story concept, and because I, I never saw any of the original stuff, I, I hope it is as good as it looks. The storyline, the the action I can get in. Rachel Griffiths as as the uh, the designer looks really cool. Yeah. I have this little first look thing at Cars 3. Have we seen this already? Do we watch this already? Uh, we've done Cars 3. What this is is actually a little snippet of the Pixar cartoon that will be shown Ooh, before Cars right, 3. Right, 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 right. Which normally doesn't seem like a huge issue, but all the Pixar cartoons are always nominated for Oscars for Best Animated Short. It's pretty much the equivalent of any cartoon that Walt Disney did in the 40s and 50s. They just get nominated out of hand, basically. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I, I was mistaken. It wasn't a video. It was a um, couple of stills. A couple of stills, which we could probably put up, but we're not. Um, but it looked pretty cool. We have the link in the show notes. Let's watch the one that we've been waiting for. Ready? Yeah, this is the final trailer for Beauty and the Beast. Because this comes out, what, next month, right? Uh, a couple weeks, actually. Really? I think it's the 17th. Oh, my God. I'm very excited about this, to be honest with you. Um, you guys ready? Ready. Well, I say that, and everybody else in the chat room is trapped. Prisoners. So I have this feeling. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with uh, some of the chat room. I think JT said it, but uh, I'm with I'm with them on let's get some original stuff. But at the same time, I have a feeling my wife's gonna be crying that whole time. No, I, I think it really. Movie. Yeah, I think it looks really good. But you got to remember, ninety percent of what Disney animated features have been, yeah, are repurposed. Uh, content from the uh, public sphere. That's a good point, man. Because most of the early to middle uh, animated films, and even the 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 return to the heyday in the eighties and nineties, yeah, uh, were all stories that were repurposed from Hans Christian Andersen, local folklore, or Grimm. Good point, right? And then uh, even as you go on to some of the later stuff, Treasure Planet was a repurpose of Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure right, Island. Right, right. You know, Tarzan. All that stuff was all repurposed. I hear you, man. Um, trailer looks good. Um, you know. Yes, I just think it's uh, you know, D- Disney is very good at repurposing original content. Mm-hmm. So leave that to them. Pixar yeah. is the one who comes up with the great original stories. Oh yeah, yeah, they have two different parts of the same company. Let them do it. Like Inside Out. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> just saying. All right, so let's get to our universal usual and get the hell out. All right, so we got Flash stuff. Um, we have Jack Stentz. Zach Stentz. Uh, what did I say? Jack. Uh, Zach, I feel like I said Zach. Zach Stentz, uh, announced that the episode that I just watched last night, which is the most recent episode of Flash, was gonna be his last. Yeah, it's fantastic. He, and he has been a producer for all this season. Mm-hmm. He's been on board for all three seasons, but he, uh, he wrote last night's episode, which is why it was kind he of- He also wrote Kevin on, Smith's last He wrote episode. the Runaway Dinosaur episode mm-hmm. from last season. Yeah. Uh, which was fantastic. So he's a really integral part um of what they've done indeed so it'll be a big loss but they have such a great crew there they'll be able to make up yeah for it. They'll, they'll be okay but um 
I just, uh, for some reason that stood out to me. I thought that was, you know, worth, worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, there's going to be a song by Oscar nominated La La Land duo, um, for the Flash Supergirl musical. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I think the name is in here somewhere. Uh, CW released the names of two of the songs we were to be performed in duet, the forthcoming episode of The Flash. Um, we'll see members of Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, etc. in a musical crossover. And it says, um, award-winning songwriters, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Benj Pazak, Pazek and Justin Paul. Very cool. And they did uh, the original song, Running Home to You, for the episode. That's awesome. cool. So that's exciting. All right. So what else do you have? Legends. What do you got here? For legends, yeah. Oh, okay. You haven't watched last night's episode yet. Um, I watched. I watched last night's episode. Flash. No legends. Oh no no yeah. I haven't watched legends. No no no. Um, Black Flash came back. Oh really? And they've they've changed Black Flash a little bit from the from the comics. Yeah. But if you remember when Azum was killed at the end of season two, um, he turned into Black Flash, basically that dead looking right. Flash. Yeah. Um, but he comes back. It's, cool. it's great. I'm not going to tell you any of the story or why he comes yeah, back. Tell me, dude. Um, I will just say that, um, you know, at the intro to every legends episode, it's like, you know, we are these time, you know, the, right. the whole rip story. This, uh, the intro to this one is actually told from the Legion of Doom point of view. And it's a whole, the whole Legion of Dune, uh, uh, episode. It's a very Legion of Dune centric episode. Yeah. I can't wait for that. So watch it. Cool. Supergirl. Terry Hatcher. Yeah, Terry Hatcher is coming in. And I, I like this for two reasons. One, it's more of them pulling from old star, uh, Superman Old shows. Superman stuff, yeah. I mean, like we said, uh, they pulled in uh, Laura Vandervoort from Smallville right. to come in. Uh, they've already pulled in... Um, What's his name? Who played Superman? Dean Cain, who yeah. played Superman in, right. in Lois and Clark. Right. And now they're bringing in Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark. They've pulled in Harriet Helen Slater, who was the original Supergirl in the movie. Indeed. Um, but also, I watched The Odd Couple, which yeah. is the um, Tom Lennon and Matthew Perry version of you know the the old show, and right. which is pretty darn funny. And in it for this season, Terry Hatcher has been uh, Matthew Perry's love interest. Oh, we got to watch spoilers too. We just realized, yeah, and she's we, pretty we've been funny. Kind of doing that, yeah. That's why I didn't tell any story stuff. Um, but it's, all worked but, up there, chat room. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so I'm excited for her coming back. She's she's nice. going to be a good addition. Cool, man. Um, let's get to the Batman drama. Always, this is this is. And we just talked about this last week, did we not? Yeah, well, because it, it's been a rumor for a few weeks that Ben Affleck was going to be stepping down as director, and he said, "No, okay, well, I'm finally getting." He's, the, all, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do well, it. because he's he he was basically trying to say that the script isn't coming together as he wanted, right? And so he needed to focus on that, right? So he stepped down as director. Yes, because they were pressuring him <laughs> with the release date. <laughs> so Ben Affleck officially has stepped down as director. He's still exec- executive producer. And, and he's still, and he's the, still the Batman. So, and, he's, and he's still writing it. Yeah. So, first of all, of course, everybody who is a Kevin Smith fan is like, dude, here's your chance. Yes. Direct a Batman movie. I honestly don't think he will. Oh, no. He's, he's, <laughs> he's enjoying, I, I can't TV, wait to read his tweets. He's enjoying TV way too much. Yeah. So, let me tell you what he said. So, he said uh, a couple of funny things. He says, I'm flattered. He tweeted, but three things make me directing Batman impossible. One, haven't spoken to Ben in years. Which is true. That's they, a huge they deal. They really haven't spoken like 10 years. I don't think they've spoken since Chasing Amy? No, Dogma. No, I think, it's, I think it's since he bought his house. Yeah, but I mean, but he, 
and and I think them buying the house is a little after dogma. But anyway, okay. So number two, I made yoga hosers. That's a joke, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and number three, common sense. So he obviously doesn't want to do it, right? So if he's, I mean, then what would be even the chances of him doing? It? Oh, there wouldn't be minimal at best, right? Um, and then there is a petition out right now for Zack Snyder to direct it. No. <laughs> okay. I knew that. I knew that's what you would say. Wait, let me say that again. No. Yeah. Everybody is saying no, but why is there a petition? Why do you think there'd be a petition? Because people are crazy. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Um, no director for the Batman at the, at this time. Any thoughts on this? Anybody but Zack Snyder. That's it. That's all you have to say. Uh, bring in Jeff Johns. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, here's my thing, dude. I mean, I don't really care who directs it. Like, let's get the story right. Let's figure out from where we were with uh, Batman v Superman to now, right? We were going to have Wonder Woman. Yes. We have Justice League. Yes. When the Batman comes out, the Batman, let's make it the Batman. Let's make it the quintessential Batman, what we want. Exactly. Right? And, you know, honestly, I, I will, I'll be okay with if Zack Snyder wants to come back and do it. As long as two things happen. Okay. They, that Affleck gets the script right. Yep. And it's a good story. Indeed. And that Jeff John stays on Snyder's ass to stay on task. <laughs> I like the rhyming. Yeah, man. Um, I'm with you. Cool. All right. Aquaman. They they cast its Black Manta. Yeah. Did you guess the name? I did not. Let me, let me, it somebody uh, looks familiar, but I don't know the name. Yeah. Let me. Uh. Uh. They cast. Oh. Hmm. I'm gonna butcher this name. Okay. This this is gonna be great. Are you ready? His name is Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. Awesome. Did I, did I get it? I think I got it. Um. I don't I have no idea what he's done, but it says. Let's see. He's starting the get down. Okay, yeah, that was really popular um, on uh, on uh, Netflix. I don't know how I missed this. It's right there in the front. Um, he's starting the get down. Um, he played. Uh, he will be playing Aquaman's nemesis, um, which is former Game of Thrones star Jason Momoa, and I don't, it doesn't say anything else he's been in. So he's been in the get down. Boom. Um, which he's worked with Baz Luhrmann, then. So it means he actually worked has worked previously with people that are kind of difficult to deal with sometimes indeed um i love how the hashtag will it wog is showing up quite frequently in chat right now. i think that's important um then the other big news is it looks like nicole kidman is in talks to join aquaman it, does it say what she's gonna do uh i don't think so i would love to see kidman in in this but um well they're they're definitely pulling more of uh the idea from marvel of bringing in really a-list actors to play the roles oh because, uh, like, they brought in Cotty Nielsen and, and they're Amy trying Adams. to bring her in as Arthur Curry's mother. Okay, cool. Which just would be fine. Um, all right. So let's move on to Deadpool fun. And then we're almost done. Deadpool fun and we're almost done. Deadpool writers reveal how many, how many movies they have planned out. This is one of those stories that's kind of annoying because they don't really say it, but the idea is that they have a bunch planned out. They, right. they mention X-Force. They mention, they mention, um, Deadpool 3. So yep. for sure those are happening. Um, but there's certainly going to be more in the future. Yeah, which it'd be stupid which, not to. Duh, right? Um, X-Men. Brian Singers, uh, he comments on the future of the X-Men franchise crossover. So there's going to be some of that. 
Well, we're new with X-Force and New Mutants right. and the new relaunch of the X-Universe um, and uh, the new X-Men TV show. There's going to be tons of cross- Deadpool. There's going to be tons of crossover. Yeah. And so he's trying to be not he's trying not to say a lot, but he's saying there'll be crossovers. Um, let's see. It's just the right thing to do. X-Men Universe is every bit as big as the rest of the whole Marvel Universe. So why not? So makes sense. Right. Uh, let's move on to Marvel time. Runaways, your turn. Uh, I didn't put this. Oh, in. damn it. Oh, so uh, I'm not going to go through this because I don't have a single idea who any of these people are. Marvel's Runaways, which we talked about months ago, right? Yeah, it's a brilliant concept. What the Runaways is, is a whole bunch of teenagers find out that their parents are part of a world dominating um, secret society. Indeed. And so they all run away to fight for the side of right. Yeah. So they cast a bunch of really young children. Kids, yeah, because they're all, yeah, they're all teenagers. No idea who any of them are. If you do, uh, check out the link in the show notes and find your favorite young person. Yeah, I they're all, know. they're all pretty people. Yeah, they're, they're very cute little kids. Um, that's awkward, right? Uh, you're a teacher, dude. Mm, moving on. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, <laughs> they're not in a rush to find a director. And we talked about this. And the only reason I put this in here is that we talked about this, what, two months ago, something like that. Um, the idea behind, uh, finding a female director for this yeah. movie. And then, you know, it totally makes sense or not in any rush because as we've seen with what happened with Josh Trank mm-hmm. and DC is happening with Flash and right. everything is like, you, you can bring a, a, a director on board and get the name, but in, until you have a fleshed out script that they're yeah. on board with, what's the point of casting a director? Uh, uh, indeed. And that's what they're saying. They're saying we want to get the script they're happy with, et cetera, but they also have panther infinity and ant-man coming before, before that yeah. movie so um i i want them to find their female director i want the script to be good and i want them we'll see how wonder woman goes yeah i think that's going to be the bellwether yeah and i think once wonder woman comes and goes we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what they need to do i think with with captain marvel so um since of course they've decided not to do the black widow stuff right at least not now I still um, think that would be fantastic. That would be so good. All right, Cloak and Dagger. Um, yeah, we talked about Cloak and Dagger last week and what the concept is. We're not going to rehash that. They've cast them, and they're really nobody we know. Yeah, again. But just know that this is just a big step in them going forward in that story. Indeed. And Black Panther is shooting in South Korea, which I was kind of surprised. I don't know why, but I don't know. Well, there's a lot of uh, difficult stuff happening in Africa. In South Korea, you're going to get a friendly government and still have jungle. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, I mean, you know, I, I guess I don't know what I, where I thought they were going to shoot, but. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, okay, cool. I guess I'm that guy then. You're that guy. <laughs> um, Real quick smod thing. And I know you heard this. I did. Um, So, <laughs> let me open this up. So, Rave in the Redwoods. All right. If you're not a gamer, that's fine. But there's the the new Call of Duty game is called uh well it's an expansion DLC deal right. um uh, for their zombies uh spinoff whatever yeah you every say. year w- with their with their main game they do a zombies DLC mm-hmm. and this one is called Raven the Redwoods and they asked Kevin Smith <laughs> to come in and do a full on you know they took his picture they did all the things they got him in the game he's running around doing the things and so he went in. And the story I have in here is a tweet that he said. He said, I did Raven the Redwood. So he went in and he got to play himself 
as he did. The and the funny thing is, if you actually see the trailer for Raven the Redwoods at the end of it, you see Kevin Smith holding a gun. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, okay, when's he gonna turn it into a bomb? <laughs> right. Um. So he goes in to play the DLC, and of course he pukes. Of if, course. If you're not a gamer, if you've not like, for me, like. I'm on the edge, I feel like, of the generation that grew up with first-person shooters. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, the people, like, if my mom tried to play a first-person shooter, which she tries to, yeah. had tried to back in the day with Halo and stuff, it's like, it's person running in the corner and or puking, right? Yeah, that's why even when I, like, I played Goldeneye or yeah. Perfect Dark, I had to pull back on the viewer, so I'm actually behind the head. Indeed. And so, Smith's older than us, a little bit older than us, and so he goes in to play this game, and he says he threw up. Yeah, because your mind, your yeah. head, your brain does, does not yeah. comprehend it. It just is what it is. But I'm stoked that he's in the game. I haven't bought a first-person shooter in a long time, but it'd be pretty cool to see him run around there. Yeah, the, the last right. time I actually even tried Call of Duty was when I was living in on campus at Poly, yeah. and uh, my roommates were like half my age played it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right, man. So a couple more things. Convention news. We have some uh, a second wave of guests for San Diego Comic-Con. The only reason I put this in here is because I don't really care about the guests that have been announced. My concern, and I brought this up to you uh, at dinner tonight, was the fact that by now, they're way in the past, logistics. they're way behind. As of right now, last year, we would have already had press come and gone. We would have already had done pre-registration, right, for the people that, would have that came last lottery. year. They would have almost started the hotel lottery or at least announced when they were going to do it, which is usually in April. And then they would have already said, okay, um, open registration is this date. Yeah. Not only have we not had press. Or we, pre-reg. We haven't had pre-reg. No news. I mean, there's tentative news, which you talked about a few weeks ago with hotel. With pullback. But then they pulled it back. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like. Everything for SDCC is going to come super, super fast. Yeah, which, you could, they're just going to, it's going to be a flood. Yeah. So, what I would suggest if you are even kind of thinking about coming to our event this year for San Diego Comic Con, our, um, like we did last year, sign up, go to, um, uh, just Google SDCC, get a member register, get a member ID, get that going. It sounds like it's all going to come super quick. So, if you have any in- intention of doing it, do it now because it's not too late. Yeah, and to answer it seems the, like it should be too late. Yeah, to answer the questions in the uh, the chat, um, they have been thinking about pulling out of San Diego, but they signed a two year contract yeah. uh, before last year, so this is the end of their contract. Um, there, so they'll be uh, their contract is with the convention center in the city will be up as of this year. So if they don't pull together and expand yeah. the convention center the way they're supposed to, then I really wouldn't doubt that they well, move up to Anaheim. And plus, we talked last week. Um, they they are supposed to be going forward with the renovations, and right. um, those all all those things got approved. So we should be we should stay in San Diego as of right now is what I think. yeah. But the main thing is they just haven't signed a lease again, right? Um. Last thing just for fun. Last thing just for fun. It's all you. <laughs> uh, merchandise. Uh, speaking of Beauty and the Beast, Build-A-Bear. Uh, why not? Shocking, right? Shocking. Um, and, and you know what's funny, man, is anytime I'm walking down... Um, downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. You go past that Build-A-Bear, and in that window, there's Spider-Man. There's Marvel stuff. There's Star Wars stuff. It makes sense. They're going to do their next live-action thing. I'm not... The only reason I'm bringing this up is my kids love that mess, yeah. dude. You know, bring them in there. You know, usually what I do is I, my wife takes them in there. 
and I run over to Tortilla Joe's. There you go. And I get a beer and a shot, and I hang out and I watch some sports. Awesome. Um, but it's 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 you know it's one of those things, man, where Disney does their merchandising right. Right. So they do. Um, are we good? Uh, we're good. I mean, we've only been doing this for a couple hours. I know. I thought it was gonna be a short show. We always say that. There was a little hiccups in the beginning. Well, you also go off on tangents like nobody else. Oh, how dare you? I keep on track. I never get sidetracked. Seriously, you, I'm on the ball. Are you kidding me right now? I'm perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> I try to just power through that. Thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and of course, YouTube. I'm at Dr. Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Take the time. If you see us on those social medias and stuff, retweet us, like us, um, give us some ratings on iTunes. We would love that. Um, if you would like to help support our show, give us a buck or two an episode, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Um, I do a blooper reel with every episode, which is the, the madness you heard if you're in the live stream that I cut out of this and I put it all together. And it's, it's always very entertaining. Um, so, but if you give us, uh, you know, at least a dollar an episode, you get that blooper reel plus any other bonuses that come down the pike. And we have our Patreon roundtable, which we need to start organizing, getting that together too. And it looks like it's going to be, uh, the FMK of, uh, companions. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Um, so we have, uh, also audibletrial.com slash usual podcast to support our show. It's a great way to do it. Reserve um, Empire's End. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to catch up on Star Wars novels, definitely do that. Use our, uh, our URL and give us a couple bucks and, and all that works. Um, and yes, of course, thank you, chat room, for reminding us. Don't forget, uh, sw- hashtag SWOTOR superhero. If you are a SWOTOR player and you would like to win awesome stuff, we have a fun code box, um, Pippi's Longstockings, awesome. Star Wars socks. Yep. And, um, some other cartel coins and anything else we can throw at you. Um, just send us your Swotor tune dressed up as your favorite fandom, Doctor Who, Hulk, Marvel, DC, Harley Quinn. I want somebody to be able Santa to find Claus. some way care. to work a scarf into it and come as Baker. Uh-huh. Well, there's no scarf, so. That's the trick. Try to ah, find something that'll work. You know, if you do that, you win the prize. I know, right? Boom. Oh, that's Mox is going to do it. So remember to take part in this and share it on all your social medias with hashtag Swotor Superhero. Yeah, no, please do. We will be tweeting that out in the next couple of weeks. Well, and, you know, next week for sure or the next day. And I'm guessing hashtag Wog is going to be making appearance yeah. in the Twitter stream. That's that's a thing. To relieve. We should leave. All right. So um, anything else you should say to the folks? Uh, I just want to make sure everyone has a fun. Have a fun. We're not doing it right. And we'll see you all next week. Peace. <laughs> so stupid. Love it. <laughs>